This episode is part of our Voices at MozFest series. MozFest is a movement where people from around the world and all walks of life come together to work toward a more humane digital world. Hey, Sarah. We're at MozFest. Hi, Kim. We're at MozFest. Yay! I mean, we're not at at MozFest because it's not in a place, but it's on the internet. So we get to be there from anywhere. We're emotionally at MozFest. Yeah. <laughs> and we have, we're super excited about our guest, Tani Olanowski, and she's going to tell us all about her MozFest experience. So, Welcome, yeah. Tani. Thank you Thank for you. being here. Yeah, excited to be here. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am joining MozFest this year as uh, one of the project leads for the Grant for the Web. This is a program that's being co-sponsored by Mozilla and the Interledger Foundation and the Creative Commons. This is actually our second year as a team um, working on this grant program. And our team is Mycelio. Uh, You can check us out at mycelio.com. And we're focused on building decentralized platforms that give people ownership over their data and identities and have been using web monetization as one of the tools to explore how we get away from some of the extractive business models of the web. Can you take a moment to define the term web monetization just in case any of our listeners haven't heard that before and they're not familiar with it? Yeah, so web monetization often gets kind of talked about in the like lowercase web monetization, Mm -hmm. uh, which some people might be familiar with, which is just the general idea of monetizing content online, either through advertising or subscriptions, things like that. Web monetization with capital letters (laughs) is a new API uh, web standard that is being developed uh, and kind of experimented with right now, uh, in particular through the Grant for the Web program that gives content creators a variety of ways of monetizing their content that doesn't rely on advertising or selling data. And so they can monetize things mostly using passive payment streams. So as you engage with content, it kind of sends off micropayments to the creator. And they've just kind of started adding in some uh, new features, uh, one of which we're really excited about for MozFest this year is tipping. So if you like a piece of content, oh. just send a direct payment directly to the creator. And it's awesome. It sounds like it is a way for people to make a living and to profit off of their work on the internet without having to use other people's privacy as a way to make that money. Yes, ideally, okay. yeah. Yeah, and MozFest hooked us up with Coil accounts that had $10 on it. So anybody who's part of MozFest can like experiment with this whole thing, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it was uh, it was really exciting to see that they did that because as web developers, you know, my team, this is something that we've just needed more of is just more people coming in and playing with these things, giving us feedback on the experience and what it's like to use web monetization what doesn't make sense about it so that we can put out more education and literature about how to use it and just really grow awareness. So giving it out to everyone at MozFest was a brilliant idea. I'm really excited they did that. So how has your MozFest experience been so far? It's great. The sessions this year are incredible. It is very difficult to find just like the one that I want to go to (laughs) in every time slot. So I am very happy to hear that their uh, session recordings are going to be available for 90 days because I suspect I will be probably watching MozFest content for the next like two months um, because (laughs) the list that I have in my schedule is just so huge and so exhaustive. And they're all just incredible speakers and incredible topics. And I'm really excited that they've convened such a variety of folks to kind of talk about some really, really big pressing issues in technology today. Have there been any highlights for you so far? 
Uh, I've been really enjoying a lot of the sessions, both on world building. I was really excited that they kind of promoted Parable of the Sower and we're kind of trying to get people more into this like sci-fi imagining space mm-hmm. as part of it. And that was actually a big reason why we ended up creating this little fun interactive game that we made for MozFest participants to play. It's a collaborative storytelling experience. And so we're hoping people come in and share their vision for what they think the future of the web might look like by kind of co-writing a little story with us. Have you seen many of those yet? What kind of stories have you seen showing up? Uh, So we just launched it this morning. It's called Exquisite Garden, and it's based off of the Exquisite Corpse model of collaborative writing. I love that when I read that. I was like, oh. (laughs) So when you go to the page, uh, you know, you'll see some submission that someone before you wrote, and it's your turn to kind of add on to the narrative and add on to the story. And so it's a very emergent storytelling process. And we're really excited to kind of see what it looks like at the end. We're going to keep it going past MozFest for a little while so people can keep contributing. And we've implemented web monetization so that as people come in and add their content, they can monetize their contribution for whatever cause or personal payment pointer they want to use. And for everyone else, they'll get to see the whole story. And if there's a piece of that story that they're like, oh, that's really awesome. Like that was a great idea or that was a great addition to this like little tale, they can actually vote and give them a tip. And so we think it'll also kind of become this kind of emergent ad hoc, almost like ranking or voting system of like who had the best ideas in this story. So we have no idea how it's going to work. You know, we have no idea what it's going to look like at the end. It could just become gibberish. Who knows? But we're excited to kind of see where it goes. And we'll end up publishing a report at the end that kind of sums up all of our findings. Oh, that's so neat. So how would you describe MozFest to somebody who's never been? Oh, oh, that's a good one. I would describe it as a convening of all of the people who are interested in the future of technology and how we have the chance to really write what that future story is together from a variety of different lenses and from a lot of the people who the current web isn't serving very well. Uh, And that's one of the things that I love most about it is it's really bringing in a diversity of voices that you often don't see in a lot of tech circles. I'm thinking again of our listener who maybe is not familiar with MozFest and MozFest culture, and they might be surprised when they hear you say the phrase to people that the current internet is not serving very well, because perhaps they are people that the internet is serving very well. And they're thinking, well, the internet serves everyone very well. You just have to go and find what it is that you want. And it's right there. And so Can you tell us a little bit more about that idea that the internet serves some well and not others? I mean, a big one is accessibility. A lot of platforms are designed for people who kind of are assumed to have the standard range of abilities as a human. uh, And that's not always the case. You know, Uh, I think we've gotten a lot better about that over the last decade or so in web design of trying to make things a lot more accessible. And you're starting to see that with like people on Instagram going out of their way to add captions to their photos Mm -hmm. and things like that. But that's not a feature that's natively in Instagram. That's not something that they nudge people to do or even really try to tell the people submitting content to their platform that they should do Mm -hmm. or that they should think about those things. And so there's sort of these like emergent patterns that have come out in the web of people trying to address a lot of the current platforms not serving people's needs. But the companies themselves often don't kind of have a lot of awareness about this and, and don't really kind of put this in front of their users very much as something we should think about. As well as just like, you know, who gets attention online and who feels safe online. You know, I know even me as a like 
woman on Twitter. Like I don't say a lot <laughs> often mm-hmm. because it often invites a lot of just stress and bad experience. And that's something that I wish, you know, didn't have to go into my thought process when I want to post content online of like, you know, is this going to draw the wrong amount of attention or something that's just really going to make me not happy that I posted that or, or feel unsafe that I posted that. It's a story that we hear a lot from people who are marginalized in the real world. Those same patterns tend to often even be amplified online, which is really unfortunate because the internet can be a really loving, connective place, but I feel like it's getting harder and harder to kind of find those safe spaces where you can just really be yourself. That's such a beautiful and concise and chilling description. (laughs) It's so accurate. And uh, I think maybe for people who have never thought of it that way before, it's like, whoa, I would never have considered that the internet might not be a safe, accessible place for everyone. Thank you for that time and expertise. That's really useful. Yeah. And I think that just points out another reason why MozFest is so Mm -hmm. needed, you know, even though it's sort of this one-time event every year, it's, you know, it's a movement, it's an ethos. It's a, I know for myself when, when I went in person and even now doing it online, it, it also recharges your batteries as somebody who's trying to address some of those <laughs> issues. Mm-hmm. Are you finding that as well? Yeah, definitely. It is, uh, you know, my team started this company that we've been working on during COVID and we've only been working on this since we've kind of been in this global pandemic, mostly operating our entire business on Zoom. Uh, even though we're very close friends, we still even haven't worked very much in person together still. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, you know, uh, a long couple of years and it's been a little exhausting trying to work in this space of decentralized technology. How do we build more cooperatively owned platforms, kind of get away from a lot of the extractive models of the web? And it's often, it's very easy to kind of get caught up in the feeling that this is an uphill battle that you're never going to win. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it really, really is inspiring to come to an event like this and see so many people just caring about these ideas. You know, even if we don't have the solutions right now and there's not this like extremely clear golden path forward, you at least don't feel alone. And it's like, okay, no, we've got support. We've got people working on this from all different kinds of angles through a whole different range of types of organizations and communities. And, uh, you know, that's really reinvigorating and kind of makes this process a lot easier to emotionally handle and feel less isolated, especially over the last couple of years. It's been hard to network. So it's really nice to have one kind of central place that's kind of bringing in all these people from all these different corners. So you said you started your company over the pandemic and you, and you started it like that is really what, what was the impetus behind that? So originally I was getting ready to start an in-person community center and then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, this is a bad time to start a community center. So I guess I'll do online community. And it was my two old roommates who, you know, we've been friends and Burning Man campmates. Like we have such a long history and really are a little kind of chosen family. They're both software engineers and they approached me and were like, hey, we think that some of these new decentralized technologies are finally ready for things to be built, like real products. And we want to explore what that looks like. So do you want to come on board and and join us? And since I couldn't do the in-person community, I figured online community and building safer online spaces was a good compromise. And then we 
you know, shortly after kind of coming together and started brainstorming, what do we want to explore? What do we want to build? We knew it was something in alternative business models for the web, decentralized data storage, decentralized identity, but we weren't kind of sure exactly what niche we were going to fall into. We found the grant for the web program through Mozilla in, I think, late 2020 and applied kind of not you know, having any assurance that like, yeah, we're definitely going to get this. We have such a concrete idea, but they gave us funding and we started prototyping this initial platform um, that we've started building, which is Mycelio Garden. It's a, a digital gardening kind of writing and publishing platform. And then it was just kind of, you know, off from there. So really Mozilla was fundamental in us kind of getting a lot of these ideas off the ground and continuing to keep working on this and developing it. So yeah, we're extremely grateful and appreciative for that support so early on and has led us to some really interesting ideas that we're excited to keep working on. That's so exciting. And you're so brave. <laughs> it's been a crazy couple of years. <laughs> I mean, to like have one dream and be right there and then you've got to take a hard left and be like, you know, that dream, this is not the time. It doesn't yep. mean that that dream is over, but I can reimagine that for what the world truly needs now because the need of the in-person community center currently is perhaps not where it was. And so seeing the need somewhere else and being, I know we all hate the word pivot, but being able to pivot <laughs> and find a place where that same kind of the root of that dream can happen and finding an organization that supports that and a way to make that happen is so impressive and really brave. Thank you. Appreciate that. So for somebody who maybe just heard about this capital web monetization for the first time, are there resources that you would point them to, to learn more? Yes. So if you're in the MozFest Slack, there are two web monetization channels. Erica Hargreave is in there answering questions, you know, like day and night uh, all throughout the event. So if you have any questions about how to set up your coil account, how to start participating in the web monetization experiment. Uh, during MozFest, she is available as a resource as well as that whole channel. The web monetization website has an amazing set of public documentation. So if you're a developer or a content creator who wants to understand how to use web monetization in your website, you can go there and kind of get all of the you know, information that you need. It's actually pretty easy to set up. It's really just adding like a, a meta tag to your header in your, in your website. And, you know, after MozFest, we'll be publishing a bunch more resources of, you know, if you're a developer and you want to start using this in your platform, what are some different ways you can use it, both in like the passive monetization, or if you want to do like tipped or exclusive content or subscription payments, we're going to start putting out more resources. And hopefully, if we have the bandwidth, I want to run an emergent session tomorrow as part of MozFest where we're going to talk about our team's little, what we call our art and D process, which is... I love that uh, art and D. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we try to make these little creative platforms and tools that are like little micro experiments in new features or new design principles, because it's just a lot more fun to build something that's kind of creative and artsy for people to play mm -hmm. with than, you know, a stodgy web mock-up. And so we'll be available during that emergent session to kind of answer questions about web monetization, how to use it as a content creator, how to implement it as a web developer, and, you know, just try to be a resource for anyone who has questions. Uh, we're always available. You can always reach out and ask us. We've been working with web monetization for about a year and a half now. 
So we, we've got some experience and there's, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. They're still actively adding new features and developing it more and more every month. So we're excited to see how it keeps growing. That's great. So we'll, we'll also keep, I don't know that this will, this episode will probably not air during MozFest, but I believe that MozFest resources will still be around and you can probably still register to get access to those resources. Plus we'll link to all of uh, the stuff you and your company are doing. So can we ask my favorite question? Okay. Okay. So how do you want to change the world? There's so many things, but as much as it relates to what I'm currently working on and especially what I'm working on in the context of MozFest, I want to make the web fun again. The internet isn't fun anymore. It used to be really fun and weird. And like, there were just all these strange corners you could go wander into and everything is a feed and everything is like blue and white. It looks like Facebook. And then it's not the same. Not the same. I want it to get weird again. We need like bumper stickers. Keep the internet weird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and, and but, you, but not and gross. Then, <laughs> but not gross. Yeah, just, I guess yes. maybe one person's Fun. weird is another person's not, <laughs> not pleasant. Um, you said at the beginning that has to do with kind of MozFest. Is there anything like really out there that's just like Tawny specific anyways that are maybe not MozFest and internet related that you would also maybe like to change the world? Just making it a more equitable place for everyone to live in and a a happier, healthier place for everyone to live in equally. You are certainly doing your part to make that happen. Yeah, we really appreciate you um, joining us and sharing all this great info and your passion and yay for all you do. Yay, thank (laughs) you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) thanks for having me here. This was great.